There we go. Very good. Got it, finally. Yeah. Yes. It's a high-tech world. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to The uh, phrase I want to begin with today is one so rarely heard these days. I don't know. Um, we, we know a lot, and even the things we don't know, we imagine or uh, think we know, or at least are willing to share with everybody else what we think, whether we know or not. Uh, and so, I don't know is a fairly rare uh, thing. I was thinking about this this week. I kind of get I hear all these various voices, and uh, part of me, I, one conclusion was to think: What would you live in a in a multicultural society when you have people that kind of are you know in various groups and and age groups and things that way? Um, you you know, opinions multiply. And so you, you, you hear a lot of those things. And I was casting back and thinking about the, uh, the time uh, of our Lord in the period of the New Testament and uh, the Roman Empire. Oftentimes we'll say things like in classical antiquity and dot, dot, dot. When the truth was is they were probably more multicultural in Israel at that time than we are today in our modern world. Uh, we will talk about Judaism and paganism when we really should say paganisms. Uh, there were lots of them. Uh, there was not just sort of philosophy. There were philosophies, lots of them. Um, and even in Judaism, and we, in the New Testament speaks about Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, and I'll mention the scribes, but there actually were far more groups than that. Some of them we've actually like the, uh, you heard mentioned the Essenes in the early period, uh, Josephus mentioned them, and the Dead Sea Scrolls have revealed what is probably another whole group, and you know, and there were all kinds of things going on. It was a messy, messy world, a noisy world, a world with lots of opinions. Um, and uh, so that I'm sure in Christ's time to hear the phrase, I don't know, might have been about as rare as it is in our own day to say that I don't know. Um, one of the interesting, today we have the story of, it's, his name's given in a different gospel of, as Bartimaeus, the blind man in Jericho, uh, calling out, Lord, uh, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus says to him, what do you want me to do for you? And I mean, you almost would think, but Lord, isn't that obvious? <laughs> He's blind. And the man says, Lord, that I might receive my sight. So in a way that I might receive my sight is a first confession of I can't see. I don't see. I, help me, I don't see. There is in that uh, a tremendous humility. It expresses his own blindness uh, in his physical sense, but that same cry of humility, Lord, I don't see, is also a beginning of wisdom and of healing and of true knowledge for us. The scripture says that God resists the proud, but gives more grace to the humble. Uh, and uh, oftentimes when we press out in our own drive, 
uh, and led by our own opinions, what we discover is we not only don't know, we go deeper into not knowing. Uh, our ignorance uh, leads us into uh, deeper into sin, into hurting others as we try to uh, press our opinions and make them into reality and force others to accept that reality. Um, being able to say, I don't know, is a beginning of wisdom. In uh, Orthodox tradition, uh, we have, strangely, a, a kind of veneration for the philosophers of ancient Greece. Uh, of course, they were pagans like the others that way, but it's, I've seen pictures of churches in Romania that have, uh, on, you know, those that are painted on the outside with the wonderful decorations of uh, icon frescoes on the outside of the churches. I've seen pictures of one, and there's a row of the Old Testament prophets, and below them there's a row of the Greek philosophers. And this is not in Greece, it's in Romania, so it's not just a Greek thing, it's, it's an Orthodox thing. There's a reverence for that and a treatment, a very generous treatment, that despite many errors that they might have, a recognition uh, that uh, their thoughts... Uh, were uh, taken up uh, and kind of refashioned and used by the church, but that they, their thoughts also prepared the hearts of a very Greek-oriented, Greek-speaking world to receive the gospel. Um, and one of the things I would point to most is the one who was often thought of as the father of philosophy in, Greek, in, in ancient Greece, which was uh, Socrates. Uh, the really famous thing about Socrates was that he said, I don't know. <laughs> you know. And he lived at a time in Greece in which there was another group that are called the sophists. And the sophists were, in fact, full of opinions. They knew everything. They not only were full of opinions, but what they majored in was talking. People after my own heart. They majored in talking, uh, as in discovering that with the power of speech, you could pretty well reason your way into anything. I mean, they were probably like ancient politicians or something, but you know, if you could state it well enough, you could persuade the crowds and stuff. And, and it, so that today we have the word sophistry, which means you know, kind of talking your way into nonsense and, you know, and all of it. But anyway, Socrates was different. He wasn't like them. He wasn't trying to persuade anybody of anything. He simply said, I don't know. And he famously then asked questions. We talk about the Socratic method, a way of learning, which comes by simply asking questions. And so when you read, say, the dialogues of Plato, which is how we know about Socrates, uh, he asked questions. They discussed things with each other, not by trying to put forward opinions, but by asking questions. Now, Socrates actually gets uh, uh, put to death by the uh, state of Athens because he was upsetting things. Apparently saying you don't know was troublesome. They didn't put any of the sophists to death, uh, but Socrates, they did, for saying I don't know and asking questions. Apparently asking the questions had a way of dismantling false images and false centers of power in his world, and it became dangerous. They said, you're corrupting the youth. <laughs> They're starting to ask questions. 
Jesus said once, he, he, he uses the image of blindness a fair amount. He, he called the Pharisees blind leaders of the blind. And at another point, he upbraided them for saying, your problem is that you say you see when you don't see. And because of that, your blindness remains. Living in a world that's awash with a, a kind of opinionism in which we put forward what we think and imagine to be the case rather than what we know. Um, I mean, it is, I get this sometimes, you know, it's sort of a convert-itis in orthodoxy. Someone quickly comes to the faith and the next thing you know, they're out there arguing for it. You know, and arguing loudly and strongly. I mean, I've been rebuked by catechumens online before. And uh, I think, dude, I'm an archpriest. And they said, I hate it when priests sort of play the priest card. And I'm thinking, dude, God gave me this deck. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's orthodoxy comes with authority. And some were appointed to teach. Now, hush. But no, no, no. We get a wash in this. We're going to argue our opinions. Um, the problem with that, even for an archpriest, <laughs> a problem with that is that it keeps you from knowing. God resists the proud. And he gives more grace to the humble. What uh, our hearts are called, uh, what he calls to our hearts to do is to, in fact, be able to say, Lord, I don't know. Lord, I don't see. Uh, Lord, I don't know what to think. What a refreshing, what a refreshing phrase. Uh, to be able to say. Um, it's, it's easy to have compassion, uh, for example, on someone you're in conversation with and they say to you, you know, I don't know what to think. I, I, I'm confused. I'm uncertain. How do you not have compassion on that? You know, it's when you sit down with somebody and they start trying to tell you everything they know that you find yourself resisting them and ready to push back and argue with them. God calls us to allow our hearts to be softened, uh, that to understand that the beginning of wisdom is to know what you don't know and to say, uh, this is what I don't know. In orthodoxy, we have a whole phrase for it. It's called uh, apophatic theology. It means the way of theology of, by not speaking. Apophasis means the inability to speak. And it's by pursuing God uh, by pursuing what I don't know. And then even discovering that when you do know, that the more you know, the less you can speak because that which is true is often unspeakable. Unspeakable. This was the way of the fathers. Uh, they came to one of the great desert monks and asked him to give them a word. He said to them, if I can't edify you with my silence, then I can't edify you with my speech. Yeah, so there is this, that God asks us to unite ourselves with the blind man in Jericho and to, Lord, and to say, Lord, that I might receive my sight. There's a lot of freedom in not knowing. There's a lot of blessing in simply being what you are. Uh, and if that includes places of ignorance, there is a blessing there. God gives grace to the humble.
God, give us grace to empty ourselves, to say, I don't see. Lord, that I might receive my sight. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.